0: Section 119 of Curiosities of Literature, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Thomas Peter. Curiosities of Literature, Volume 1 by Isaac Disraeli. Magliabechi. Antony Magliabechi, who died at the age of eighty, was celebrated for his great knowledge of books. He has been called the Heluo, or the Glutton of Literature, as Peter Comestor received his nickname from his amazing voracity for food he could never digest, which appeared when having fallen sick of so much false learning, he threw it all up in his quote, sea of histories, end quote, which proved to be the history of all things, and a bad history of everything. Magliabechi's character is singular, for though his life was wholly passed in libraries, being a librarian to the Duke of Tuscany, he never wrote himself. There is a medal which represents him sitting, with a book in one hand, and a great number of books scattered on the ground. The candid inscription signifies that, quote, It is not sufficient to become learned to have read much, if we read without reflection, quote. This is the only remains we have of his own composition that can be of service to posterity. A simple truth, which may, however, be inscribed in the study of every man of letters, his habits of life were uniform ever among his books he troubled himself with no other concern whatever and the only interest he appeared to take for any living thing was his spiders while sitting among his literary piles he affected great sympathy for these weavers of webs and perhaps in contempt of those whose curiosity appeared impertinent he frequently cried out quote, to take care not to hurt his spiders although he lost no time in writing himself he gave considerable assistance to authors who consulted him he was himself a universal index to all authors. The late literary antiquary, Isaac Reed, resembled him. Footnote. He was remarkable for his memory of all that he read, not only the matter but the form, the contents of each page, and the peculiar spelling of every word. It is said he was once tested by the pretended destruction of a manuscript, which he reproduced without a variation of word or line. End of footnote. He had one book, among many others, dedicated to him, and this dedication consisted of a collection of titles of works, which he had had at different times dedicated to him, with all the eulogiums addressed to him in prose and verse. When he died, he left his vast collection for the public use. They now compose the public library of Florence. Heyman, a celebrated Dutch professor, visited this erudite librarian, who was considered as the ornament of Florence. He found him amongst his books. Of which the number was prodigious two or three rooms in the first story were crowded with them not only along their sides but piled in heaps on the floor so that it was difficult to sit and more so to walk a narrow space was contrived indeed so that by walking sideways you might extricate yourself from one room to another this was not all the passage below stairs was full of books and the staircase from the top to the bottom was lined with them when you reached the second story you saw with astonishment three rooms similar to those below equally so crowded that two good beds in these chambers were also crammed with books this apparent confusion did not however hinder malia becky from immediately finding the books he wanted he knew them all so well that even to the least of them it was sufficient to see its outside to say what it was he knew his flock as shepherds are said by their faces and indeed he read them day and night and never lost sight of any footnote. He used to lie in a sort of lounging-chair in the midst of his study, surrounded by heaps of dusty volumes, never allowed to be removed, and forming a colony for the spiders whose society he so highly valued. End of footnote. He ate on his books, he slept on his books, and quitted them as rarely as possible. During his whole life he only went twice from Florence, once to see Fiesoli, which is not above two leagues distant, and once ten miles further by order of the Grand Duke. Nothing could be more simple than his mode of life. A few eggs, a little bread, and some water were his ordinary food. A drawer of his desk being open, Mr. Hyman saw there several eggs, and some money which Malia Becchi had placed there for his daily use. But as this drawer was generally open, it frequently happened that the servants of his friends, or strangers who came to see him, pilfered some of these things, the money or the eggs. His dress was as cynical as his repasts. A black doublet, which descended to his knees, large and long breeches, an old patched black cloak, an amorphous hat, very much worn and the edges ragged, a large neckcloth of coarse cloth, begrimed with snuff, a dirty shirt, which he always wore as long as it lasted, and which the broken elbows of his doublet did not conceal, and, to finish his inventory, a pair of ruffles which did not belong to the shirt such was the brilliant dress of our learned florentine and in such did he appear in the public streets as well as in his own house let me not forget another circumstance to warm his hands he generally had a stove with fire fastened to his arms so that his clothes were generally singed and burnt and his hands scorched he had nothing otherwise remarkable about him to literary men he was extremely affable and a cynic only to the eye anecdotes almost incredible are related of his memory it is somewhat uncommon that, as he was so fond of literary food, he did not occasionally dress some dishes of his own invention, or at least some sandwiches to his own relish. He indeed should have written curiosities of literature. He was a living cyclopédia, though a dark lantern. Footnote. His comparatively useless life was quietly satirized by the Reverend Mr. Spence in, quote, a parallel after the manner of Plutarch. End quote, between malia becky and hill a self-taught tailor of buckinghamshire it is published in Dodsley's fugitive pieces two volumes duodecimo, seventeen seventy four and a footnote of such reading men hobbes entertained a very contemptible if not a rash opinion his own reading was inconsiderable and he used to say that if he had spent as much time in reading as other men of learning he should have been as ignorant as they he put little value on a large library, for he considered all books to be merely extracts and copies, for that most authors were like sheep, never deviating from the beaten path. History he treated lightly, and thought there were more lies than truths in it. But let us recollect, after all this, that Hobbes was a mere metaphysician, idolizing his own vain and empty hypotheses. It is true enough that weak heads carrying in them too much reading may be staggered. Leclerc observes of two learned men— De Massilly and Barthius, that they would have composed more useful works had they read less numerous authors and digested the better writers, End of Section one hundred and nineteen.